Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to the Statman Day Football Podcast. This is episode 42. On today's episode, we're going to talk the news, then we're going to dive into the big Champions League clash of this evening between Barcelona and, of course, Juventus. Then finish off with a little bit of previews, uh, Bayern Munich versus Real Madrid, and, of course, Atletico Madrid versus Leicester City. Can Leicester City continue the dream? I don't think so. But anyway, let's get into the news. So, first up, let's talk about the sad news over in Dortmund. The Borussia Dortmund game versus AS Monaco was in fact postponed and the events are, are still a little bit unclear but let's let's go over to Reddit to see what they've got to say because they're usually good at getting the facts. So Reddit users uh, Reddit user PP Laser and something uh, swear word obviously can't say swear words on this podcast. As far as uh, we know right now the BVB bus was attacked with three explosives right outside their hotel when they were en route to the stadium to face Monaco in the Champions League tie. As the pictures show, uh, the back of the bus is shattered and the BVB defender, obviously Ryan, our pal, Mark Bartra, broke uh, his radial bone in his arm and there were several pieces of debris that pierced into his skin and he's currently in surgery. The game is going to be moved till tomorrow evening. At the moment, we obviously read it, don't know the motives or who attacked the team bus, but the first statement coming from the police states that the attack was carried out with real serious explosives. The district attorney also confirming they found a letter claiming responsibility for the attacks but haven't, re- but won't release any details. So obviously um, it, it's sad uh, that obviously these incidents are now affecting, um, you know, football as well as the rest of the world. And I just I just don't understand these people, uh, why, why you do such a thing. But anyway, let's move on. Let's keep this uh, upbeat. Let's keep it pumped. Uh, anyway, Argentina have sacked their coach um, following a terrible, terrible run of form in the qualifying for for the World Cup. They currently sit in fifth position and, uh, in a way, could be struggling to qualify for the next massive tournament with Lionel Messi out for the three more games. Bayern Munich, in fact, uh, qualified for the Champions League group stages uh, over the weekend and the first club in Europe to do so. In other news, in transfer news, Darmstadt have signed Kevin Grosskreutz following his uh, release from Stuttgart. Hopefully, Kevin, 
you need to stop going out on the lash, calm down and play some football again because he was a wonderful player at the start of his career at Borussia Dortmund. Really, he, um, you know, the, 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 the sort of Jurgen Klopp team that was renowned that won the titles was a Kevin Grosskreutz team. It was before the signing of Marco Royce. Kevin Grosskreutz did such good work off and on the ball in the defensive sense um, that really allowed the likes of Shinji Kagawa, Mario Goetze, Lewandowski to excel on that counter-attack. But anyway, hopefully this is his big, big chance. So let's move on to the Champions League game. Juventus versus Barcelona. What a what a treat of football. Three goals to nil to Juventus. Uh, Dybala grabbing two and then Chiellini scoring uh, a late header uh, to pretty much give it a massive advantage to Juventus um, and Max Allegri. Max Allegri as well, I thought, played the game so well. So first up, let's talk the tactics. So the formations that Juventus started with was a 4-2-3-1 in attack and a 4-4-2 in defence. But it was high press from the start, which really gave Juventus the sort of advantage in the first 10 minutes. They kind of followed what PSG did against Barcelona. Um, PSG did press Barca with their two central midfielders. It was Matuidi on the left-hand side, Verratti on the right-hand side. Juventus went completely the way where they pressed as a you know as a sort of four four two with Iguain uh, joining Dybala. Um, and then you'd have the next band, which was be Quadrado, Pjanic, Kadira, Mandzukic. But it was so aggressive. Mandzukic was so good in a defensive sense, constantly harrying, getting into people's faces and, and closing people down. And it was so difficult for Barcelona to build out the back. Um, you know, when they split their, the centre-backs, so they dropped the DM in, they still couldn't get any moves going. And it was credit to how Allegri set up the side. And arguably the, the second goal that... Um, Juventus scored, showed how Barcelona could have got out of that press. Barcelona as well, obviously playing the high press style. Um, they, they started with a, a 4-3-3 with Matuidi at left back. Uh, Sergio Roberto there was playing uh, right back and he did join uh, central midfield Mascherano to create a sort of 3-2-5 system. But Mattia was just absolutely atrocious. Obviously, uh, Jordi Alba was on the bench, but Mattia is seen as this more defensive option. Held his position a lot more than Jordi Alba would have done, but was was honestly awful. Gave no support to Neymar. And Quadrado had him on absolute toast. Quadrado, who created the most chances on the pitch, including a fantastic assist for the first Dybala goal. Every time Quadrado sort of faced up Mattia, he backed off, backed off, backed off and gave Quadrado too much space. Um, and Quadrado is a, is a fairly decent player from a wide area, but does need a high volume of chances but if you give that them that amount of space he will pick a pass and will completely unlock you in terms of the front three it was the standard Messi Neymar Suarez but in terms of uh, Allegri's Juve I think this is the real turning point this season in terms of what he's done um, you know I've spoke about before his 4-4-2 slash 4-2-3-1 that he plays there's really evolved uh, the Conte side the Conte side was a fantastic side but it wasn't really a side capable of competing at the top level of Europe as well as dominating Serie A it just didn't have that flexibility Allegri's uh, Juve has absolutely everything he's playing Mario Mandzukic who is a striker out wide and he's doing a very very good job out there again did a fantastic job um, on restricting uh, Sergio Roberto in the final third you know getting into central midfield was constantly harassing him off the ball but the second goal, as I mentioned before, kind of showed Juve's diversity and their ability to now play out of the back and play out the back so successfully. They used to be able to do it, uh, but now I feel like it's at a higher tempo. Um, obviously, Barcelona uh, nearly scored 
fantastic ball from Lionel Messi to Andres Iniesta. Buffon with a brilliant save. They defended the corner. Then they played out the back. They beat Barcelona's press. Long ball up to Higuain. Flicked it Pjanic. Pjanic to Mandzukic. Mandzukic down the line. Cut back to Dybala. And Dybala did the rest with a fantastic finish. But it was kind of like, it sums up what Allegri's done now. He's really evolved this Juventus team from the days of Conte. He's put his own spin on this side and really taken it to the next level. Uh, you know, allowing the likes of Quadrado, Dybala, uh, Higuain to counter-attack with such pace that's supported by Sami Kadira, Pjanic sitting deep in midfield. And they were all so fantastic against Barcelona. Pjanic's range of passing, Kadira's industry, and Barcelona just couldn't deal with it. The likes of Iniesta, the likes of Rakitic, Mascarano kept on getting caught in the ball within their, within their own half time and time again. They'd lose it and Juventus would transition and counter-attack. Neymar... Uh, who has been so good for Barcelona this season was a bit negated from Dani Alves I thought Dani Alves was a little bit too gung-ho a little bit too touch-tight in the first 20-odd minutes and picked up a yellow card on 26 minutes but it was a very mature performance from Alves after that realised he was on a booking didn't dive in but was still touch-tight and was perfect but Allegri really won the game in terms of his management again you think of his first side at Juventus that was a 4-4-2 diamond that he did transition to a 3-5-2 um, when they were a goal up then he would transition it to a 3-6-1 that would arguably look like a 5-4-1 now at Juventus what he does he starts with this 4-2-3-1 um, and then what he did there was he had uh, the game against Barcelona uh, after the third goal went in he bought on Lima replaced the Quadrado so he brought on a central midfielder played him out right uh, right midfield you know giving them a little bit more defensive awareness and capabilities um, then he went to the 4-5-1 bringing on uh, Thomas Rincon a signing from January and then finally the 5-4-1 when Barzagli came on again Allegri is so good at game management one of the best managers in world football in, in how to um, hold a lead and, and snuff it out but this is what this UV team's got it can do everything it can press pressing Barcelona from the back in the first stage of the game to grab the lead it can counter-attack with pace you see the, the second goal how quickly that was from front to back um, and then you think about his defensive tactics and his game management to see out the game and win three goals to nil obviously Barcelona had their chances and if they'd taken them it would be a different result but come to 80 minutes Juventus were absolutely perfect in a defensive sense Moving on, of course, we've got to touch on Dybala, who scored two fantastic goals and was man of the match by a country mile. His game by numbers is brilliant. Two goals, uh, two dribbles, three shots, three tackles, and he won 66% of those tackles. But what he did so well was, uh, you know, become unknown in the penalty area. Both of the goals, he's got acres and acres of space, and it's intelli- his intelligence as a number 10. I'd argue as well, he's, there was a better Dybala last season with Paul Pogba. Um, Paul Pogba also sort of played as a number 10 for Juventus deep from deep in midfield but Dybala would drop off Mandzukic and also create in that number 10 slot and it was the sort of two number 10s playing together bouncing off each other this season we haven't seen as good a form for, from Dybala but he's finally stepping up in the sort of in 2017 he's starting to really hit some really good form both of his goals were so good so fantastic finishes both of them the first goal the pass that he took from Quadrado a simple pass to take but how he opened himself up and the no the sort of zero backlift on the shot left footed shot into the corner but for Barcelona who was picking it up was it PK's responsibility was it Iniesta who was the central midfielder that was near him that should have picked him up it was just very very poor organisation from Luis Enrique and his tension is coming to the end they need someone to sort out that defence they need someone to sort that midfield the, the midfield hasn't really evolved over the last few seasons in terms of um, defensively they aren't as good on the ball anymore but now defensively they're massively open 
something that an ex-manager needs to come in but also for the second goal drifting off the centre-backs perfectly starting off as a natural striker drifting off the centre-backs position that Mascarano should have been locking down and and dealing with him Mascarano was playing defensive midfield for Barcelona Um, Dybala drifted into that area and that finish was so good using Pique as sort of a blocker on Testegen to cover his whip shot and then it just curls in it was such a such a fantastic goal and Dybala what a talent he's going to be one of the best forwards in world football in in the coming years um, and Andalegre is taking his game um, you know, further really upgrading himself at Juventus for Max Allegri. But in terms of Barcelona, can they come back? Can they do the unthinkable and do two comebacks in one Champions League? I think so. Messi, for, for, for starters, was very much involved. Not like in Paris. Messi was very, very poor in Paris. Didn't have a sniff. But for me, Lionel Messi had a good game. Was drifting into the central zone from the right-hand side at the start. And then when Barcelona did transition in that second half, when they brought Andre Gomez, who I thought had a, a very, very good game. Andre Gomez has been very poor this season. This was his best game for me, for Barcelona. Mascarano had a terrible time at defensive midfield. It's almost like he's forgotten how to play defensive midfield, having played centre-back for, the, what, the last uh, three to four to five seasons. Um, just unaware the two goals uh, that Dybala scored maybe Mascarano could have been a little bit more aware especially the second one maybe not the first one obviously Nesta should have picked him up but the second one definitely but Gomez looked a lot better Gomez won more tackles than any other player on the pitch in the second half so since his introduction tackle master won five out of his six attempted tackles and got Barcelona going through but going back to Lionel Messi very very involved the pass to Iniesta was fantastic um, the through ball that broke about three of Juventus I think it broke all three of Juventus's defensive lines Juventus, Juventus obviously sitting deep in this 4-4-2-2 but this one Messi pass broke all three of those lines Iniesta clean through on goal but a fantastic stage for Buffon we obviously spoke about that before but Messi you know played a lovely through ball to Luis Suarez um, but all round was getting on the ball and was causing a little bit of trouble so I really do think this game is massively open in terms of the second leg it it's so vital that Sergio Busquets is back. That is going to be so, so important because Barcelona didn't just miss his defensive awareness that Mascarano unfortunately didn't give them, but also his distribution out the back and to Lionel Messi. That big thing that I've always been speaking about is the, the Busquets to Messi link. If that links up, Barcelona are ticking. If that is in the top three or top four um, pass combinations, Barcelona will win the game comfortably. It's similar to how um, Herrera and Pogba at Manchester United is becoming that same thing whereas if Herrera is finding Pogba in decent areas or he's finding Pogba he's you know, the most combination or top three United will go on to win games it's similar to Barcelona with Busquets and Messi and has been for a number of years without that player in the team Messi isn't as involved so if Messi you know, did have a good game tonight imagine with Busquets in that side but it's going to be fascinating Barcelona will switch to this 3-6-1 or this 3-2 uh, 3-5-2 as I do call it against Juventus uh, in this second leg and it will be a cracking game attack versus defence I'd argue that Allegri maybe should go to a back five maybe play a 5-4-1 like similar to what Chelsea do the 3-4-3 to just try and try and deal with uh, Barcelona's runners because they will be playing um, the likes of you know, you'll have Messi, Messi playing as a number 10 um, Suarez will be up there uh, of course, Neymar on the left-hand side. Who comes in on the right? Maybe even Paco for a Paco Alcantara in, in on the right-hand side just as another goal threat because they need goals in this game. Obviously, three goals down. They've got to score four and keep a clean sheet. So maybe they've got to score five goals and go on to win 5-1. So it's got to be completely gung-ho. So it's 3-3-1-3 system potentially is going to definitely been used. But Iniesta didn't have a bad game, obviously, coming back from injury. Surprise, same with even Rakitic. Yeah, um, both reportedly injured before the game but making a good thing. So if they can 
get that midfield triangle back. That Busquets, Iniesta and Rakitic, as well as Lionel Messi as a um, as a number 10. Neymar, Suarez and maybe Paco. That could be a recipe to unlock this defence. But of course, the base as well. No Mattia, Umtiti, uh, Pique and of course, Mascarano at centre-back, which is more, you know, he just suits this position a bit more. And Barcelona will get back into the game for the second leg. I'd like both these sides. I really, you know, I was talking up uh, Juventus at the start of the season. They saying they would be the dark horses of this Champions League and they've kind of shown that against Barcelona in this game. But I also like Barcelona. I just, my heart says Barcelona, my head says Juventus. So we're going to go, the heart is going to go Barcelona 5-1. The head is going to say Barcelona winning 3-1, Juventus going through um, 4-3 on aggregate. But anyway, that's been that for the three talking points of the Barcelona versus Juventus game let's do some Champions League previews if you want to join me let's do it here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So, we're going to be talking Real Madrid versus Bayern Munich and then we're going to finish off with Atletico Madrid versus of course Leicester City Leicester City the champions of England the champions of the world absolutely not first up Real Madrid versus Bayern Munich interestingly first before we dive in there there's a lot of injury news for both sides so uh, Matt Hummels was ruled out on Monday with an ankle injury Um, Thomas Muller as well with another ankle injury apparently Manuel Neuer will be fit but he's suffering with a calf injury more importantly though Lewandowski who has been their absolute Gary goals this season, uh, both in the Bundesliga and in the Champions League, reportedly only played 20 minutes of action in training before this game. Whether he'll be fit, I don't know. A shoulder injury, potentially he could play through the pain barrier, injections, but he's been so crucial to Bayern this season. He scored 38 goals in 40 games. That is absolutely incredible. 7-8 in in the Champions League, 26-28 in in the league, 5-3 in the Cup and of course 
Um, he's just in, been in, in scintillating form and it, it's back to the old school Borussia Dortmund Lewandowski and he's been he's so crucial with him linking with the likes of Robin the likes of Ribéry um, and of course Thiago in behind we've see, seen how they were so dominant against Arsenal that sort of front four players it's going to be crucial to have Lewandowski back because one he is a target in the area for the, the crosses obviously Ancelotti's buying are a lot more horizontal than Peps they do like their fullbacks to overlap the wingers and get crosses into those box so one he's going to be a missing a target two it's his link up with Thiago but his link up with the forwards and bringing them into play and three it's that goal scoring threat so without Thomas Muller maybe Iron Robin may be used as a striker for Carlo Ancelotti we saw how well he did that at the World Cup under Louis van Gaal playing a sort of a second striker um, for the Dutch side that came third in that tournament. Maybe he's a good option through the middle, obviously doing his trademark cutting in and shooting, simple as pie, but Lewandowski would be a massive miss. The other massive battle, of course, is Casemiro versus Thiago. The really key part of Real Madrid's midfield has been Casemiro this season. He's won more tackles, more interceptions. What he does with the ball is very simple. He lays it off to Cruz and Modric to sort of, you know, playmake him do what those guys are doing but what he needs to do Casemiro is be you know be careful when he's pushing out because Thiago's so good at drifting uh, deep uh, drifting ahead uh, just drifting everywhere. He's one of those players that's good at playing number 10, but playing number 10 um, as a central midfielder rather than as attacking midfielder, but can pick up that space. And that's the problem. If Casemiro pushes out and um, neither Modric and Cruz don't fill in, they're going to have a little bit of an issue because if Thiago can pick up that space in between the lines, he's got the range of passing to slip whoever's going to play as the striker through, be it Lewandowski or Robin, or on the flanks, um, play the likes of Ribéry, Coman um, or Costa, whoever's going to be there, through on goal and score goals. And it's one of those things that was uh, showcased against uh, Atletico Madrid at the weekend where Casemiro pushed out and was very aggressive uh, against the Atletico central midfielders. And neither Isco or Modric at that point, who were on the pitch at central midfield, didn't cover the space. Angel Carrera picked up a little pocket of space, played a through ball to Griezmann. They scored a goal and equalised the game. So one of those things where the two central midfielders that play with Casemiro need to be aware if he presses, one of them needs to hold to deal with Thiago Alcantara's movement and his ability. Because he's been the best player in the Bundesliga this season, made more interceptions than any other player, but also completed more passes. In the Champions League, he's been fantastic. Destroyed Arsenal. The two goals in the the second leg were absolutely brilliant and if they you know if Real Madrid want to go through they've got to sort him out but Real Madrid of course uh, BBC Bale Benzema Ronaldo Carlo making a Carlo Ancelotti making a few jokes about the game saying that he hopes uh, one of them's ill one of them's at home and the other one is in the stands because uh, he knows their talents but they obviously in um, pretty good form in the last few weeks I've, I've argued Morata over Benzema suits this Zidane fullback centric team, but uh, Zidane has gone with these guys, and I expect him to stick with these guys. Bale coming back from injury hasn't hit the same heights um, as the start of the season, where he was really carrying this Real Madrid in terms of uh, uh, momentum and assisting them. But he's uh, getting back to a little bit of good form. Ronaldo, of course, loves the Champions League, and because Lionel Messi didn't score uh, against Juventus. Ronaldo could be the first player ever to score over 100 goals in the Champions League. He needs two more goals to hit that 100 mark. And of course, at the LNs Arena, can I see him doing that? Potentially. But actually, I'm going to go with a 3-1 Bayern Munich win with the Bavarian Giants comfortably uh, taking advantage to the second leg. 
Moving on to Atletico Madrid versus Leicester City. Again, let's talk injuries first. Atletico absolutely plighted with injuries. Gaetan out, Gramero out, Moyer out, Thiago out, Vaselko out. And it's a you know, terrible reading for them. But they've, they've dealt with that. They've dealt with that in recent weeks. Fernando Torres coming in for Gramero as a striker and playing pretty well. But also Carrera, who came off the bench and grabbed a vital, vital assist um, for Antoine Griezmann to equalise against Real Madrid. So I don't know who he's, I don't know who Simeo is going to go with. Potentially, I would go with Carrasco. Carrasco, who was subbed off early uh, against Real Madrid. I, I'd kind of think that Griezmann-Crasco could be a really good combination. I remember Griezmann and Crasco playing against Barcelona um, in La Liga and they led the press so well. And they also, you know, the creativity, the way that they split really caused Barcelona a lot of problems. And um, you think about the Leicester defence, very slow and, you know, not a lot of pace, not a lot of you know, good speed to get caught out in the channels or that's how they've been caught out this season. Um, that's where Atleti could potentially catch them out with Griezmann and Crasco in the channels. But exposing their centre-backs is going to be the job of um, Danny Drinkwater and Andy King to deal with that. That's going to be such a challenge. You know, Danny Drinkwater and King have never met such a tenacious midfield. Saul, Gabby, Koke, potentially... Uh, Thomas Partley coming in as well it's going to be one hell of a game for those two guys and they've got to deal with that as well as dealing with Antoine Griezmann's movement in behind but I really think Koke is going to be the key man here in the last three Champions League seasons he's created more chances than any other player 75 chances an absolute David Beckham wannabe chance creating legend I think that's been that for the Statman Dave football podcast today I hope you've enjoyed the show um, and if you want to tweet Brussie Dortmund some hearts or some love go and do that and as well Monaco because they've um, been kept under police guard as well so it's hopefully the guys are going to be okay and hopefully they put a feast of football on tomorrow to help out our good pal Ryan in the hospital but anyway guys over and out see you later thanks for listening bye bye catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 